Okay, Ed, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It's good to see you, if not uh, in person, then at least using our, our new virtual tools, right? Yeah. Hey, Kevin. Nice, thanks. Long time. Uh, very, well, not long time. Good. Summertime. Yeah, that, that's Keep it. it. But, uh, you know, as all things happening, uh, news keeps coming out on some of the advancements that are happening in, in uh, education technology, mm -hmm. especially within the context of, uh, you know, the past couple of years, the pandemic from, from March 2020. Yeah, yeah. I, I keep saying we, we, we entered this uh, giant, uh, the, the greatest beta test of all time when it comes to using technology, right? Uh, yeah, whether absolutely. you wanted to or not, it was there. Talk a little bit about... Um, your latest news, first of all, that DisplayNote has some some new features and functions to your platform, and uh, where those came from. I mean, was it something that came, that, that was born from the pandemic? Uh, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, yes. I know. Um, the latest addition to broadcast builds on our existing broadcast tool, and for anyone that's, I guess, listening for the first time, broadcast is a web-based piece of software that allows you to share what's on your screen out to a bunch of devices, bunch of Chromebooks, laptops, phones, uh, and to date, it's been really around that in-room, in-classroom experience. So, um, take a, a teacher, for example, who may be teaching code or mathematics. Um, somewhere usually the text is pretty small, and someone's in the back of the room. So, what broadcast allowed that teacher to do is just take whatever was on their screen and get that out to a different screen without having to upload or download or any of that kind of funky stuff. So we're building on that um, and adding the ability to share your webcam and your mic. And to circle back to your original question, that has been born out of this great beta experiment, um, albeit some beta experiments come with a, what does success look like at the end of it? I think with, with COVID, it's just like, who can see furthest in the fog? Um, yeah. But we're still finding teachers and schools want the flexibility that maybe yeah everyone's in the room at times but maybe they're not they've got schools or pupils off campus they've got someone at the back of the room who may just want to have their earphones in and listen again what a lot of screen sharing does is just share um i guess one thing out to many we're just wanting the ability to just make it a bit more individualized so whether that's picking up the the facial expressions of the teacher when you're at the back of the room or picking up the audio you know you may not be able to kind of you may not you may not hear audio in the same way as a fellow student does yeah. so broadcast is just adding that one-to-many screen share and bringing it in face and bringing it in voice so yeah i mean that that idea of accessibility mm -hmm. uh was something that was always out there when mm -hmm. when i'd be writing about ed tech and the, and the use of it in, in a mm -hmm. conceptual place but again the past two years it really seems to have come to the forefront with people recognizing how different students learn in different ways right so mm -hmm. with, with a tool like this you might have the kid in the back of the room who doesn't want to who doesn't perform well in mm -hmm. in group stuff but now this mm -hmm. gives them the opportunity to kind of do learn their way yeah absolutely absolutely exactly that and, and what we find is really interesting and a kind of serendipitous a little is if you turn on if you're on if you're on chrome and receiving a broadcast now with video with the webcam and mic if you turn on live caption in chrome you'll get all of the audio just ticker tape right across the bottom of the screen alongside what's being shared on that typically a laptop maybe sometimes a big screen so those three things kind of hand in hand the, what google's bringing 
uh, what the teacher's showing and, and broadcast is turning into a pretty compelling experience. And do you find any uh, differences in age groups? I, I think I know you have a, a higher ed presence as well as K-12. Um, how it's, high and low do you go? It's a, a mixed bag, to say the least. Everything from I've seen, you know, I've seen some teachers have just very simple equations up on screen right up to kind of pretty deep and high level code where, yeah. you know, so and, and all in between. Um, someone's working on a whiteboard. Sometimes they've got something from their LMS code languages. I've seen kind of pretty in-depth in mathematical equations, certainly in depth to my eyes. It might be, it might be, the, they, they might be something in elementary. Um, right. But yeah, it's just a, it's a mixed bag. Again, we're, we're not saying it's perfect for this subject or this age group. It's just, if you want to show it, whatever you have, but to a large audience, use this tool. Yeah. Talk a little bit about um, the use of your product and services from the teacher perspective. So again, mm -hmm. I, it, dividing things before pandemic to, to wh wherever we are right now. Um, mm -hmm. I know that there was, I would say a traditional resistance to the use of video in classrooms, that you had a certain percentage of teachers who were nervous about being on camera, they were mm -hmm. nervous about being recorded. Um, again, March 2020, you were, you were using it whether you like it or not. Can Absolutely. you talk a, talk a little bit about the transition? I mean, is that something that you think um, we've gotten past now? Is that that resistance to the use of video from, from a teacher perspective? I think so. And, and again, going back to the, the top of the discussion, it was this forced experiment. You know, it's like, what's Teams? What's Zoom? What are all of these tools? They're not just part and parcel of everyday life. So everyone had to just jump in and use these tools to, to get past, you know, whether it was teaching or whether it was at home, you know, chatting to your siblings or your grandparents or your parents, video just became part of the fabric of everyday life. And that has changed everything we do. Um, mm. You know, it's just video first, I think. Um, so yeah, that, that has changed a lot. Traditionally, even speaking to some of our users, you know, when we asked them what was life like before broadcast or before the pandemic, it was, yeah, we're sitting on the interactive display. And if I wanted to take what was up there, you know, there's actually photocopying things as well of uh, sending that, give them around the class or uploading that up into Google Classroom, which was kind of, I wouldn't say in its infancy, but certainly hadn't seen the level of proliferation that it does does now. So it's changed dramatically. It's you know, it's a total, totally different world, totally different space, as I'm sure you can attest to. And even as I know that there's this intention to get back to normal or, or whatever it is, do you see your customers saying, you know, this is still, this is an innovation that we have not discovered, we just really utilized mm -hmm. during this time and that we intend to keep around? Yeah, I guess it begs the question, what is normal? You know, now yeah. it's like, Things have changed so much. Now is the normal, um, but again, there's you've probably seen it. I guess in office spaces and classrooms, like we want to go back to that in room, in person. You know, we all realise the value of, I guess, proximity and what I can get across to you as a class. You know, the, the ability to walk around the room. You yeah. know, you're not just at the front. You know, you're walking around. You, there's a level of equity there, being able to walk around. But now, I guess, our users are saying, customers are saying, well, now we've got a bunch of these great tools that we can use as part of that lesson. 
you know, we're not going into it saying we must use video or we must use tool X, Y, and Z, but hey, we've got very familiar with these tools and we're going to start to work them in to where we think makes sense. Uh, we're not we're not asking our, our teachers and users to, hey, we're not saying to them this is a this is a panacea, you know, this is gonna, this is the silver bullet you've all been looking for. It's look, you're using video, you've got class in the room, maybe some outside of the room or some at the back, some at the front. All we're saying is, look, this is a great tool if you want to get that content out to, out to everyone. Uh, you, it's up to you, the teacher, to decide where in your routine does that actually make sense for what yeah. you want to achieve. That may differ from teacher to teacher and, and you know, you'll have to work with your instructional technologist or your digital coach to figure out where these things and where these tools make sense, you know, given you have the luxury of an instru instructional technologist. Yeah. And it seems that that feature of sharing resources, of sharing, of sharing content mm -hmm. is a big distinction because one of the things that I think, you know, especially as the younger you get with the student, the, the idea of a teacher broadcasting a lecture mm -hmm. in a traditional sense. I mean, now mm -hmm. you can go back to when you think about, you know, um, higher education and MIT mm -hmm. recording their lectures and sitting there yeah. watching. It's, it's not a very effective, like the one to many doesn't seem like it worked very well when we were all virtually remote, right? When mm -hmm. all the kids, you had 30 kids in squares, yeah. listen yeah. to one teacher, that that's not the future, <laughs> right? That's no, that's- I mean, that, that was so just, yeah. My, my beta testers here at home, that was just, it was an absolutely, it was a horror show. Absolutely. But, yeah. but being able to, you know, put up those slides or put up mm -hmm. those materials. I mean, that's talk of the, there's a big difference in the dynamic there, right? There, there is, I guess one is, I guess the former of those is how do I engage and interact and teach an audience that are, I can't even see, how do I solve that problem? The other one, the latter of those, I think is how do I make my thinking visible? So here is a, portal into all the content that I have, the resources that I've planned. And what I want to do is make thinking visible, make my thinking visible to, to that audience. So kind of two different problems to solve. So if you think of, uh, certainly if I look at my laptop bookmarks, you know, that is a, that is, sorry. Um, sorry. That's, that's a portal into, if I look at my desktop and I think of the, virtual space that exists within that desktop, all of the bookmarks, all of the files, it's almost like a window into my brain, I guess, you know, it's yeah, yeah. taken that idea of transactional memory. I don't need to store it in here. I've got it up here and I, all I need to do is find out what's the quickest way to get to that piece of information. So what we're saying is you've got all of this information. It exists. What we just want to do is make it easy for you to get that information make that thinking visible for you. Yeah. Yep, yeah, absolutely. One thing I also um, had picked up that, you know, using tools like this, um, it became effective for educators, but not necessarily just in the classroom space, but in communicating with parents and communicating with other administrators and, and other professionals. Did you see that experience? I've seen that experience and, and heard about it. And like any product, when you put it out there, um, any kind of creative endeavor sometimes someone will use it in a way that you've never imagined so find some really interesting things one was secondment of kind of substitute teachers 
who were able to just sit in and look at what a lesson looks like without being in the class. Yeah. Other ones were kind of line managers or superintendents where they're able to kind of dip in and see what was being taught. Some actually, yeah, maybe a parent at home is just looking at the lesson as well. So these things, again, you like any kind of plan of attack to we're going to solve this problem, we find actually teachers are very creative and they're able to use it for a bunch of other stuff we never even imagined. Yeah. So um, to, to finish up here, talk a little bit about mm -hmm. where you see the horizon of uh, the broadcast platform and, when, and with the addition of these, these features and functions. And Absolutely. Well, I think you mentioned it earlier, the, this um, a direction of travel is just making, again, making thinking more visible, but it's then how that thinking comes across, how that content comes across to um, viewers of the content. So you mentioned their accessibility. Um, at the minute, it's a kind of one to all. Here's the screen sharing. Of course, you can kind of pan and zoom and go out to, you know, view it and go to different things at the same time, like your browser and still have the broadcast running. But what we want to do is just look at accessibility. How do we, are there ways that we can manipulate that content so that I can see it in a way that makes sense to me? Things like filters over the top, you know, kind of smart tools around um, all respect to, to, to some creators of content out there. Not all slides are the same. Some are great and some are just like, that's the information and take it or leave it. It's how do I see that content? Can I see that in a way that makes sense to me? So certainly when you ask, talk about horizon, accessibility, just making it more easy for everyone to just get a, a view of the content that they can understand at an individual level. And, and that's where I see a lot of growth. That's great. Well, Ed, congratulations on the latest uh, announcements. Yeah, thank you very um, much. Really appreciate that. And I look forward to following and, uh, and hearing further successes uh, through the use yeah. of your stuff. I hope to see Thank you in you person again sometime. I hope so too. I really enjoyed yeah. the last time we chatted. Absolutely. Okay, thanks. Thanks, Kevin.